ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us um, for another episode of the Good Trouble Podcast. And my guest today is uh, someone I've known for a while. I've known of her. I've seen her work. And you have seen her work, too. You just didn't know you saw her work. Um, she has left from the Boston Foundation, and she's gone on to bigger and brighter uh, pastures. And now she is the Director of Nightlife Economy for the City of Boston. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest for Good Trouble today, Kareen Reynolds. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited to talk to you because I... You are doing probably the the job that I would want to do if I wasn't at Embrace Boston. Yeah. Like you get the opportunity to kind of shape um, what nightlife is going to be like in a major American city. Like, how did you get into this space and what, you know, how excited are you to be taking on this role? You know, it's a dream come true for sure. I, and it's a lot of happy accidents kind of led me to this particular role. Um, and I'll go back into my story. It's, it's, it's kind of like I stumbled upon one thing that turned into another. And so I, I thought I was going to be this um, international pop sensation, went to school for um, voice uh, mm -hmm. at, at Michigan State University. And by the end of my first year in university, I was like, I want to do something else. I spent my entire life singing. And because I was just opened up to this new world in college, I was like, there's got to be something else that I can do and be good at. And I took an urban planning 101 course and mm -hmm. it kind of stuck with me. I was like, okay, I've always wanted to, you know, change the world through music. That wasn't going to happen, but how can I change the communities that I came from? And I saw urban planning as a pathway to that. So, you know, my dad said, you still have to finish college in, in four years. So in three years, I got my degree. And um, shortly after graduating, I moved to Boston and I had no context whatsoever. So I was grinding. I worked at Rainbow clothing stores. I don't know if you know about that. Yes. <laughs> I worked Whoa. So that, was, so, so that was, so that goes back to the nightlife thing. Cause that's where people go to get their gear to go out. I was the one and I was the sales associate that was like picking out everybody's outfit before they went to the club. <laughs> nice. um, and I was a nanny until I was fortunate to join the Massachusetts Gaming Commission, working for Jill Griffin, doing workforce supply and diversity development for the casino gaming industry at the beginning of it, right? Before a mm. lot of casinos were even open. And that really opened up my world to workforce development to supplier diversity and 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 really it sparked my interest here in Massachusetts and um, laying down roots in Boston you know I have a lot of family here in Boston um, my whole mom's side she's one of 13 and wow. so a lot of cousins a lot of aunts a lot of uncles here um, so it was a soft landing when I got here, I will say that. Um, and so went to the Gaming Commission and then through Jill, I learned about the Boston Foundation and, you know, I went into um, interview and Damon Cox, uh, who was the director of economic inclusion and workforce development at the time at the Boston Foundation, he saw something in me, this very green um, girl from Chicago. <laughs> and said, hey, you want to join my team? And it kind of just happened that way. Um, I actually had already accepted a job to work 
at um, Apple doing like map um, GIS, ge uh, geographical information systems, but I didn't see myself sitting in front of a, a computer. So long story short, got to the Boston Foundation and really rose. I, I was given the great opportunity to grow in my leadership. When Damon left Orlando, really, uh, Watkins, um, the chief uh, program officer and VP over there at TBF really saw something in me and let and invested in my leadership and I was able to end my time there as director of economic inclusion and now I'm here at the city of Boston mm -hmm. the first ever director of nightlife economy which is crazy saying <laughs> so just hearing that that just is so enlightening and I love that you're able to share that because it really feels like you went through all these foundational pieces that kind of inform the spot that you're in. And it, it just reinforces how, how much you're the right person for the job. You know what I mean? Like being an artist and understanding kind of how the artist economy works and being a part of that and understanding how it really is even tied to nightlife. Like a lot of times I think people hear the word nightlife and they think, um, they think bar or they think nightclub right. or whatever, but there's a lot of different ways that the nightlife economy can operate. Can you give, can you give kind of an idea um, and kind of for pe people to know kind of some of those other spaces that you're thinking of in terms of nightlife? Cause I know that for you, you're not even thinking of it just primarily in, in the, the nightclub arena. You're thinking beyond oh, that. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, with this administration, we really want to highlight the 23 communities that are around um, the city of Boston. Mm -hmm. And we also want to make this city for everyone, right? Uh, make it a family-friendly city. So how do we extend, you know, the, the happenings and the offerings that are available during the day into the night for you know, that demographic, right? There are a few examples that have already happened, uh, like in Little Saigon, there's a the night market and 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 it really highlights culture, not just, you know, a happening at night, not just an event that happened at night. It's highlighting the culture of the city, which is super important. And it's also a, a family-friendly event. I'll reiterate that. And so we're getting generations out to celebrate each other, to interact with each other, to, to, to convene. And it's, it's, it's super important to us. Um, what I will say is, yes, we're beyond, uh, we're looking beyond bars. We're looking beyond nightclubs because we have a bustling theater uh, district and, and 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 cultural scene. We want local artists to be gigging every night, right? And we want people to go out and see them. Where we're going to primarily focus on in the beginning is the downtown area. A lot of people say, "Oh, the downtown area is a little too corporate," and you know that's that's important. We need those corporations there. That it's a, a strong part of our economy. But how do we bring some of the flavor from our our neighborhoods into the downtown area and so yeah, that balance that balance yeah there, there has necessary. to be a balance and you know when people visit boston we they primarily uh, stay in the downtown area we want people to leave feeling that they know boston authentically even if they didn't go to roxbury dorchester red pan which we want them to go to we'll we'll, we'll focus on that for sure getting folks out to those neighborhoods for sure but the first focus is on that downtown area how do we get folks there having a good time interacting with each other well i mean i, I would imagine 
that it, it would be easier kind of to start with the downtown area because one of the um one of the unfortunate kind of aftermaths of the pandemic is that there's open space in the downtown area. Mm-hmm. So is it is is filling those spaces a kind of a key part of of the work that you'll be doing? Definitely. So I per, per se will not be totally focusing on all of the spaces available, but the team, the the office. To I mean, the overall team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The overall office of economic opportunity and inclusion. We are are keenly focusing on that particular issue. Um, there's a lot of opportunity. I won't, I won't say like, oh, there, it's so empty. No, that's all opportunity. And so we're looking at that space, looking at ways that we can reactivate that space, get people downtown bustling back again, pre-pandemic, right? I, I think that's super important. It's, it's the heart of our city. Yeah, I think, but I think your, your, your concept around making the downtown area kind of almost like a snapshot of the entire city with 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 bits and pieces like I love when I go to visit places where I can go and I can try all the different energy that they have like the you know I can I can have Italian one night I can have this another mm-hmm. night I can I can get Jamaican food one night like and, and I think that um I think that also will kind of change in some ways kind of the perception because I think you're right I think people do stay in the downtown area but they don't necessarily get an opportunity to get deep into the neighborhoods um, all the time. But, but I know right. that you were saying that, you know, the idea, and I would imagine that once you get get it kind of your formula down for in downtown, that's mm-hmm. something that you you can build a model that can replicate in other parts of the city. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, right now we have a strong colonial kind of identity, but we also have, you know, a strong Haitian community and a, and a strong yeah. Vietnamese community, a, a strong Latin community of all types of diversity. So like, I want to see that downtown. I think we all want to see that downtown, right? Mm-hmm. And so how do we bring some of that culture, that music, that food, that energy to this area? You know, we also have to kind of embrace that we get cold during the winter months, right? We're not in Florida, mm-hmm. we're not in, in uh, California. So what are some ways we could just embrace the cold and just be outside, right? So looking at the um, what we have, uh, the existing opportunities, the existing infrastructure, uh, and, and reimagining what that may look like going forward in the city and at night. So for I mean for you, but it's funny to to kind of be in this role. Like when I when I heard you got this job, I was super excited because I felt like you were an absolute person, right person for the job. But part of that is because knowing you outside of work, I know that you're outside. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so you go out into the real world and you, you are bit. involved in in our city as yeah, like as a consumer of of nightlife and as, yeah, as a consumer. So like you're really being uh uh you're 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 working in a field that you you operate in so was that one of the things that got you excited about the role like hey I kind of know this because you know I'm familiar with how the city works tonight definitely I mean I I I lived in Boston when I was a little bit younger and then my second Mm -hmm. this is kind of my my second stint and so I 
I came here when I was like, I don't know, 22, 23. So I had some good solid 20 years, you know, 20 year old years in the city where I, you know, I went to the Hennessy's. I went to. So that's, <laughs> but that's prime outside time. Right? That's right. You know, Faneuil Hall pumping the payment, going from bar to bar. But, you know, but as I, I've got, you know, gotten older, you know, I, I, I enjoy going and having dinner at Mita. And now he mm -hmm. was the spot to be at. So I'm there a couple nights a week, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I love this city, right? Uh, you know, I, working at the Boston Foundation, I kind of got like of an intimate um, introduction to Boston. And I, I really mm -hmm. felt like I was a part of this city. And then going out and meeting new people and, get, and making new friends, it's hard making friends as an adult. But like, like you said, being mm -hmm. outside helps that. And I kind of want to create that that energy and that atmosphere for everyone whether you know they are from here in Boston lived here their entire life or if they're outsiders I really want to make a sense of community wherever you go here you know what the interesting thing and to go back to what you were saying about the downtown development piece the other interesting piece about um putting all the flavors of the city in downtown is that also it becomes a destination for people within the city as well um, how much of how much of your thinking has been in that? Like you wanted to not only make it something that's receptive um, for tourists, but also a place where people who are in the city can see themselves as being downtown, being you know, in other areas of the city. Yeah, um, my DMs are are pretty filled with suggestions from all corners of this city. I've mm -hmm. gotten um, examples of you know. We have a strong Brazilian community. When we love Carnival, I'd love to experience that here. To we need more lesbian bars because there's no space for us. We need space, more spaces for people of color, for Black folks, for for Latinx folks. And so I'm I'm gathering all that. I'm hearing all that, and I'm meeting with a lot of folks. You know, I'm on, on week two. I'm meeting with a mm -hmm. lot of folks to explore those ideas um, and see what we can and cannot do, and and what we can promote and amplify and, and bring to the culture of, of Boston. And I I know that I, I know that you're super excited about this, and I know the arts is super important for you as well. What are some of the things that you're thinking of in terms of, or just not necessarily just your role, but um, the whole office is thinking around and around the arts. I know that, you know, obviously we have Boston Calling, which is a major big uh, thing in terms of, of, of arts. And then we have the Boston Film Festival. We have the Boston Music Awards. We have all these different pieces. What are some of the things you're thinking of in those worlds? Yeah, so I am blessed to work with great colleagues, and one of those colleagues is John Borders, and he yes. is our director of uh, tourism, entertainment, and um, sports. There we go. And um, he and I are working closely to get a lot of interesting. I don't want to do any spoilers. I, this is not. Okay. I'm not here for spoilers. Well, you're supposed to. You're supposed to give me the inside it's, scoop. Me and you, or me and you. It's it's his great work to announce. But uh, what I can say is, it's going to be a very black summer here in okay. Boston. <laughs> okay, that's beautiful. But I think, and you know what, I think that it's interesting because there are going to be so many different places where we can elevate all the different cultures of the city, particularly, oh, but, sure. you know, I mean, and I think, I think when I look at the Wu administration, um, and this is not being partisan, it's just like, I'm excited because I, I feel like everybody that I've seen announced as a, a cabinet member or somebody as part of the team is just 
super joyful about being in that role mm. and they're excited to have a new take on the that the approach to that role like yours is a brand new role but even you know with um with chief idawu and then you know chief or ortega um or was it ortega elliott bam i was about to screw it up uh with chief ortega i know that all, all those roles i'm like okay well these, everybody is coming to the table with some energy to kind of really make some for real um lasting change it, was that one of the things that was super exciting for you coming on board yeah, I think I can speak for everyone where as we care about this city and mm. we have intimate connections to the city of Boston. And that's where that energy comes from. We we are creating the Boston that we want to see. And that's that's where I'm coming from, right? When I first um, came to Boston, there were some times where I would go to a bar and I felt unseen. I felt like I didn't belong because that the space kind of felt like I, it wasn't created for me uh, to have fun. Um, I didn't see other people that looked like me in those bars. And so it's important to me that I'm helping to foster, to create spaces that are reflective of the diverse fabric that makes up Boston. And like that is that personal experience is really what the driving force, like how do we make a sense of belonging for everyone? I mean, and I'm I'm just, I'm listening to this, and all I can think of is you being an undergrad and going to to you know um, Michigan State for for singing, and now I got to figure out a way to get you to sing again. Like that's in my <laughs> mind. So. Yeah, I'm retired, but you know, for special <laughs> events, I try to bust something out. You know, a little one two diddy diddy. <laughs> okay, good. My birthday's in January, so we okay. can start doing that up. Oh, right. listen. So with 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 um, I know that I see you can't tell me anything. I want, I got all types of questions. I want to be like, what are you and John cooking up? I know that you all are kind of um, you got some things that are that are going on. Well, so I know well, that when you're ready to share. Go, oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I mean, recently Drake is playing at the Fenway, at Fenway Park. Like that's mm -hmm. kind of epic. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> we love, we love, and it's two dates. He's not just you know stopping by in yes. Boston. He's in this historical, you know, but you know it's been a majority white facing in for you know institution that mm -hmm. you know went on and 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 eventually represents all of you know boston Absolutely. and it's um attendees but like how cool is it going to be that a, a bunch of drake fans the city can band around not just um the, the baseball team but drake in that yeah. historical uh venue so it's, super and, and it's, it's epic to see that and I, I wonder with your role being new here in boston but there are, there are cities around the world um that have have had your role for for a while, have you had an opportunity to connect with any of them, um, any of your peers, in, in, or or people in similar roles? Yeah, I'll I'll reiterate week two, mid of week two, but um... oh, yes, I'm sorry, I, 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 I need a couple minutes to be on the job. I, you, I don't I don't even know if you know for sure where your where your coat supposed to go every day. Uh, that's that's <laughs> actually a valid statement. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, the the late night czar of London has reached out to me and has uh, expressed a lot of excitement for my appointment and connecting. And I 
can't wait to learn from her. She's kind of like the OG in the game. So mm. <laughs> I can't wait to, to connect with her. And there's, there's colleagues in New York, there's colleagues in DC, um, folks in Texas that I look forward to connecting as I um, grow my tenure here. Okay. Well, I mean, I will tell you, I recently um, had the privilege to be able to go down and visit Nashville. And oh, I yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you've been or if you get the opportunity to go, please go. Cause I think there's a couple of things that we can, that we could steal from them that actually could work really well here. But I, what I loved about Nashville is that um, it felt like it was the, a cultural capital of that area of the country. But in addition, it didn't feel like as an artist, you needed to be signed to a major label in order to, to be a living musician. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you could be in Nashville and whether you were on the radio or not, you you could you could buy a house, you could have you could actually live as an artist in that city. And I that's something for me, um, you know, that's a piece of the work that I'm super passionate about and the things that we're doing here at Embrace Boston is a creative space for artists to do be able to do that. But I mean so for us is particular so I think that those are that would be one place. Has there been any other cities that you've kind of I know you've only been on the job for two seconds, um, <laughs> but are there any cities that you're looking for or, or any places that you're looking towards kind of as inspiration? Um, I mean, I'm inspired by a lot of folks, but I'm also inspired just by Boston. Like mm. we have Emerson College and we have Berkeley right in our backyard in, in downtown's backyard. So you know, how do we, you know, be inspired or learn from places like Nashville, where we can amplify our local talent in a different way, right? We have a strong artist community here. Let's focus on them. Let's hear from them and see and think through creative ways to display this talent, different venues to display this talent, using the existing venue resources that we have, maybe some new ones, I don't know. But as we, as we look forward, we, you know, that's a major asset. So we definitely want to highlight that. Yeah, I know, I know that we have, we're, we have a richness. And one of the things I would also love to see too, is figuring out ways to get some of the artists that, that have been in our area, um, that have been successful to get them to get back into the fold, um, in terms of, of being resources for folks. I think that we have a brain drain. You talked about Emerson. I feel like we have, we, the entire world sends their kids here to get educated. Mm. We give them all this wonderful information and then they pack it up with their stuff and then they take it back to wherever they came. So like, what are some of the ways that you think that we can do to kind of retain some of those? I know like even a vital nightlife is a part of that to me. Exactly. Exactly. So we are trying to work on retention here. We have a great vast of folks that come here and leave, as you just described. And part of my, you know, job was a, a part of the plan to keep folks here, retain folks here, making sure that mm-hmm. they're not just finding career and educational avenues, but they're also finding a life here, a culture here that they feel connected to, to make them want to stay here. Yeah, and I, that's so essential. I mean, you were fortunate enough to find like your tribe and your 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 flock, your people that you you're connected to and that you are are in the circle of. But everybody isn't always that lucky, you know. I I, I interviewed Reverend um um Bodrick from Twelfth uh, Baptist earlier this week, yeah. and I'm talking to him. When I was talking to him, he was telling me 
about how he went to Harvard. And when he was at Harvard, he would have to, he would, because he didn't know anybody, he was going out to Medford to go get a haircut. Wow. Yeah. Like, Man, like you, I know you must not have had any friends like that, that could tell you like, yo, you could go right over here. There's, this is, I feel like that happens a lot in our city. I think we have super talented people from around the world who maybe stay in one or two sections of the city. And then they don't know that we have, you know, one of the largest carnivals in the country that right. they don't, know, you know what I mean? They don't know those pieces of the city that, that are just, you know, more in depth and, and that that would keep them connected. Yeah, we've got a lot of good things happening here. And so what I found is one of the issues is how do people find out about it, right? Mm -hmm. That's so important. We can do a bajillion events and and have this artist here and and, and this party happening here and this event happening here. But if people don't know about it, if people don't know where to find that information about these events, then it's all for naught. And so that's another thing that uh, we want to focus on is a more centralized, easier way to figure out what's happening around Boston. Um, I think we've grown in the sense of belonging with folks like Sheena with Boston Wild Black. And, you know, we have Lightworks who throws parties and, and, and gatherings and creates a sense of community and togetherness. And so how do we replicate that? How do we, um, you know, expand that thinking um, across, you know, gender expressions and so and and age and and other races right and so mm-hmm. that's super important to us too well i mean i'm i'm excited about kind of what the future holds what you're going to bring to this role i know you're going to hit the ground running and and like you've hit the ground running you second week on the job and you're already talking to me <laughs> but i, I felt well, your family your family i felt like i had to connect so i you know i felt good about that so, yeah. so just as to fill in the blank, so we, you know, as in the nightlife role, what are some of the place your favorite places to go? What are some of the favorite places or events that you enjoy? Because, like I said, I know that for a fact you're actually out in the real world. So, what are some yeah. of the things that when you're in Boston that you like to go out and do? Yeah, um, that's, I don't think we have time for all of that, but I'll, <laughs> I'll name a few. <laughs> okay, give me, a, give me, give me, a, give me a top three. How about that? We'll keep it, okay. keep it that way top three is I just love walking down Center Street in Jamaica Plain and Mm. um, just seeing community walk together and going to the different shops and different restaurants like it's it's got a homey kind of down home vibe and Mm. I'll see at least three people that I know just walking down the street and so I love that sense of community I could do that um, if I don't have any plans Um, if I do have plans I'll I'll make them at Mita I was talking about how I've never had a bad dish there and so just you know inviting a friend to catch up no, it's just like kind of impossible. <laughs> it's, it, it, listen, that short rib lasagna. Woo. It's next level. It's next yeah, level. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, I love going to the MFA. Uh, they have their late night series um, every first Friday. Like mm. we love a first Friday event. It's um, it's, yeah, it's special. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, I will say that the 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 events that I look that will make me come out of the house. Let's let's um, hear them. Let's hear them. Is, it, it will be it will be it'll be silk for sure. Oh yeah. And so isn't there an anniversary coming up? We have to be yes, outside for that, it's, right? It's, 
in March and and they're bringing DJ Drama for their March event. So I oh, think wow. I'm gonna have to make an appearance to that. Well, That's I'll see March you there. 30th. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you probably will. Um, so Silk is probably one of the major things. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of community, kind of similar to what you're talking about, and and walking and being around and being in the neighborhood. My my favorite um event that's similar to what you just described is going to carnival i feel like that's where you you can see everybody you may haven't seen for a while you know and you and it's the joy and the celebration of it that that we have here in the city and i would love to see that amplified and and figure out ways to um to make that a make that even more essential part of the city like i think it's it's I feel like it's a tour. It should be a tourist event. We have people oh, from around sure. the country that come yeah. for it, but it definitely should be something that everybody should be a part of. And then I'm a little bit on the bias side. I feel like we're building something with the Embrace Ideas Festival to okay. get to that level. Yeah. Um, and since and once we get off, I will tell you who our headliner for the Black Party is this year. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> uh, but you you definitely have to come out and have a good time with us that day. I'll be there for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've been to a couple of carnivals and I agree, like people need to join the party out there because it's something. But for me, like growing up in the city, it was it was the festivals. It was things like that. Yeah, the Puerto Rican Day uh, Parade and festivals. Like I I spent almost every day that weekend at the festival at the Puerto Rican festival like they mm-hmm. had great music great food great dancing it was just a vibe <laughs> so i, I mm-hmm. couldn't help myself but to go multiple days <laughs> and i'm puerto rican well, so I mean, but that's, what, that's, what, that's i'm about to say you that's you kind of gotta go and represent you know yeah. you're puerto rican so you gotta exactly. go so it's, it's kind of required but yeah. i know that the, like the puerto rican day the festival i think that you know i remember when we were when i was kids we like we had the kite festival in, in, oh. in franklin park we had yeah. there was summer thing there was a there was a actually and okay this is something you may be able to research and find out if you can bring back i'm making a special request because me and you are me and you okay um, let me take a note used to right have now. a concert series and and people think i make i'm making this up thank you people think i'm making this up they used to have a concert series called summer thing okay. in the city of boston and it was a traveling concert series that went from neighborhood to neighborhood and there were like headlining people that played these concerts like they played where um where oh good god what's um right on blue hill ave they played they there was a there was a spot there where they would play and they would pull out stages and have like a full-blown free concert right in the middle of the wow. neighborhood. It reminds so, me of BAMS Fest. That was d- during the- <laughs> yes, but imagine if BAMS Fest was around in every city and in, in every neighborhood in the city. Wow, wow. I love so that. I want to say they did it under the white administration called Summer Thing. Okay. But it was it was incredible. So if you can swing that back, that'd be great. It's like, run that back real quick. <laughs> gonna- yeah, exactly. Instead of instead of going all the way to Fenway, we could have Drake right on, we could have Drake right in the middle of Franklin Park. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> I'm listen. This is on your list of things to do. It's that on the list. And, that and I don't know if you know. I know we can't. I'm not in a. I'm not in a rush to stay out all night. My my staying out till five o'clock in the morning days are over, so I'm not worried about extending last call. <laughs> but if I could get a late, if I could get a slice of pizza late night, that'd be great. I'm good with that. <laughs> 
I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, there's some things in this role that I don't have control of, and I like to demystify some of that, like, um, you know, happy hour. Yeah. That's that's a that's a state thing. So uh, if folks really want happy hour, they have to talk to their state legislature um, and make uh, yeah. my job a little bit easier, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it'll make it easy. You can go ask for it, but you got to make sure you have people supporting you. And I, and I think that's one of the things that's essential in in the, the roles of everyone in your office and even the entire administration. Like, you know, getting that feedback and not necessarily like, hey, why are you doing this? And it, it doesn't always have to be contentious it could be like hey these are some good ideas and it sounds exactly. like you're going around and making sure that you're touching base with people to kind of get an idea of what was what's going on definitely i've had a lot of interest in folks wanting to share their ideas with me and i welcome all of those um i'm thinking of more creative uh ways to kind of get gather around those ideas and gather around collecting some of those ideas um still haven't fleshed out the details of that but um i look forward to the near future, having some sit downs with some folks more publicly and hearing what people have to say and, and how we can make the city better. I, I'm, and I know that you're, you're going to be doing that. I'm, I'm super excited about that. And when you, when your office is ready to announce John's big secret that he's working on, <laughs> um, I, I hope that you'll be able to come back and, and do that with me. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> You'll be excited. I'll tell you off, um, off okay. the, the record, Listen. if you will. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, in an effort to find out what this what the, what the story is, I'm going to cut this episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you had a, a chance to get to really um, get a flavor of what my friend Corrine is going to be doing in her new role. Like, I'm super excited about you being in the space. Congratulations. Thank and you. I know you are going to kill it over there. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So listen, folks, that is it for this episode of Good Trouble. We will talk to you again soon. Um, and, you know, between now and the time I see you, please make sure that you get in some good trouble. Talk to you soon. <laughs>